Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Jessica Toon. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Good day, John. Good day. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Um, so, Jessica, we're both homeowners now. You yes. are a two-time homeowner. <laughs> two-time. Two-time homeowner. Yeah. Um, and I have not, in my one time owning a house, I never had an FHA loan, but your first house did have an FHA That's loan. That's right, John. Yeah. I, my husband, who was not my husband at the time, we mm-hmm. bought a house in our mid to late 20s. That's many people of that age, first-time homebuyers, right? We we use the assistance of an FHA loan to fulfill that uh, fulfill that dream. Right, and as we'll see as we go forward, that is the main category for FHA loans, but doesn't have to be. That's right. Doesn't have to be. That's right. So yeah, we're talking about FHA loans today. So settle in. So the world of home financing is obviously a pretty big business, and with so many options out there, your buyer clients are probably going to be leaning very heavily on you for advice on mortgages. And then most of you probably have relationships with banks and other lenders that can provide an avenue for advice. But it never hurts to be able to answer at least the initial questions yourself. While there are many other types of loans, and those might be the subjects of their own respective podcasts, stay tuned. Foreshadowing. Stay tuned for that. Today we want to focus on FHA loans. So if you have a first-time homebuyer, or maybe even if you don't, FHA loans could be a good solution for financing. So FHA loans are insured by the Federal Housing Administration. Federal Housing Administration, FHA, you get it. There's your acronym. In case you're wondering where that came from. A recent Inman article stated that one in every eight homes sold each year are financed by FHA loans, with the majority of those homes being bought by first-time homebuyers. While the majority of the FHA loans are being snapped up by people new to the housing game, it's important to note that FHA loans are not restricted to only first-time homebuyers, nor are there income or age requirements. But as we'll talk about soon, there are certain elements of FHA loans that make them more attractive to that new buyer market. So what distinguishes an FHA loan from other types of loans? Well, there are two main areas, down payment and credit scores. Particularly when compared with conventional mortgages, FHA loans provide some distinct advantages. First, FHA loans have a minimum down payment of 3.5% if the buyer's credit score is at least 580. For a credit score of 579 to 500, the minimum down payment jumps to 10%. In general, for someone with a lower credit score, an FHA loan will provide buyers with a much lower minimum down payment and potentially lower interest rates. The average credit score for FHA loans was 679, compared to an average score of 755 for approved conventional mortgages. So obviously that's one thing that works to the benefit of the first-time homebuyer, right? I mean, generally people who are entering the housing market for the first time have a lower credit score than a seasoned buyer mostly because they just have a lack of accounts that you can open to help build up a good score over time. So that's a really good option if your buyer's in that boat. Right, but there is a trade-off here. As I just noted, the minimum down payment is capped at either 3.5% or 10% for an FHA loan, depending on the borrower's credit score. A conventional loan can provide your buyer with a lower down payment, but that normally assumes a higher credit score. 
It's really a sliding scale and one that you'll need to explain to your buyer. And one thing that can really scare off buyers from an FHA loan is the concept of life of the loan mortgage insurance. So FHA loans require that borrowers pay PMI as long as they hold the FHA mortgage. In contrast, conventional mortgage holders can eliminate PMI when they have accumulated 20% equity in the house. So that would be some potentially significant monetary savings over the life of a typical 30-year loan. While it's true that an FHA loan does require PMI for its entire life, borrowers can always refinance to a conventional mortgage later on that allows them to drop the PMI. In fact, you can apply for refinancing as soon as six months after your mortgage originates, assuming you're paying on time. The FHA doesn't have to be Mr. Right Mortgage. It can be Mr. Right Now Mortgage or something like that. Yeah, that was a strained analogy, mm. I know, but let's, let's go with it. <laughs> Uh, because the goal of the FHA is to provide mortgages to segments of the population that have been traditionally underserved by the conventional mortgage market, they can also provide good second opportunities for buyers who may have either a foreclosure or bankruptcy in their past. There are certain waiting periods involved, so three years from a foreclosure, two years from a Chapter 7 bankruptcy filing, but the FHA is much more forgiving than a conventional lender. Debt is another thing to consider when determining which loan is right for your buyers. Lenders look at debt-to-income ratios, or DTI, when determining the likelihood that a borrower will be able to pay back a loan. There are two different numbers, the front-end DTI, which covers only housing-related debts, and the back-end DTI, which covers all recurring monthly debts, including mortgage payments, credit cards, and loans. So for those of us, like you know Jessica and I, who went to grad school and accumulated lots and lots and, and lots and lots of student debt. This is an important thing to, especially for if you have a client in that situation, to explain to them. So in 2019, FHA limits were 31% front-end, and again, that's most only mortgage-related payments, and 43% back-end, which covers all basically recurring monthly debts. Conventional loans were much lower at 23% front-end and 36% back-end. So for buyers with student loans who have deferred those loans, and a lot of people will defer for up to three years before they start paying them back, the FHA now requires that if you're doing that, you have to add 1% of your total debt into your back-end calculation, even though you aren't currently paying anything. So let's say you owe $100,000 in student loans, you're deferring them. Even though you're not paying them off, the FHA now says you have to assume $1,000 of that is counted in for that back-end DTI right. calculation. Something to consider there. Right. And there are a couple other special requirements for an FHA loan as well. First, there is a more stringent appraisal than the one typically required for a conventional loan. And second, you must live full-time in a house that you purchase with an FHA loan. No vacation homes or investment properties there. So now that we've given you a very brief overview of the FHA loan process, how can you limit your risk and the risk for your clients? Um, so we don't have a legal hotline section today, um, but we're going to try to tell you that you should explain in broad terms to your client the financing process at the outset of your conversations with a buyer. This can help prevent shock or panic later on, especially if you are dealing with a first-time homebuyer. Remember that FHA loans are not just for new homebuyers and people with little or no credit history, but if that's your audience, that might be the best place to start. And finally, make sure you refer your clients to a mortgage broker or lender you trust to help them make the most informed decision about what they're going to be doing for the next 30 years of their life. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. 
Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service. It does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors Copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Like License.